You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. I'm Chris Horwadell, joined by Mario Hines. Mario, how are you? Did you forget it was me, or are you okay? I forgot a lot. I'm out here on Front Street. I forgot a lot of things. I forgot what show we were doing. Mm -hmm. I almost said a different person's name, though I Mm. knew in my head that wasn't correct. I'm I'm looking at these fine Birkenstocks here on the screen. I'm excited to get them tomorrow. Mm. Um, Just there's a lot going on in my brain. Birkenstocks are an exciting, discombobulating time. Yes, they are in any boy's life. In any, it's a rite of passage. Uh, no, look, I'm. Yeah, it's it's been a long day. It's been a long week. It's been a long month, and uh, I just, I just want to sleep. I just, I want to, I want to, I want to do some sleeping mm-hmm. for like a couple of days. I want to. You here's the problem with me. It's, I'm not good at just doing nothing. I can't just like sit in. I say that oh I want to I want to have like three days where I just do nothing I'll just like watch TV and just well like, do whatever man, and then like uh, for instance uh, a mm-hmm. couple of days ago I had a quote chill day, and um, that day started me started with me working for four and a half hours in the office. That's and then chill. Another, then another three and a half at night. I did watch some TV in the middle. You need a but, shot collar. I, I, yeah. Put up an invisible fence around my office. <laughs> just, yeah, seriously. Like someone yeah. else has to give you the code to get in. I uh, just like I'm just, I'm not made for it, man. I get antsy. There's work to be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be mad at the 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 work ethic, but you can be mad at the work. Yeah, I'm very mad at the work, mm-hmm. and it leads to things like me being tired all the time and not knowing my own name, let alone the name of the show I'm doing or the person I'm speaking to. Yeah, those seem like they uh, they go hand in hand. My brain's broken, is what we're getting at. But mm-hmm. we do have a lot to talk about. It has been uh, it's been a couple of weeks since you and I got together to discuss the world of the National Football League. I have BavadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're going to talk all things 2023. National Football League draft. It was, it was exciting. It was unpredictable. I don't know that. It, I don't know that it was as unpredictable as maybe uh, some people suggested it could be leading up to the draft. But still, pretty nuts in a lot of different ways. Your team contributed to that for sure. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to those picks. Um, I do think we all assumed, especially by the. By the fact that Bryce Young was like negative nine thousand at Bavada on <laughs> on by draft day, that he was going to be the number one pick in the draft, there was some question about that number two pick. I did nail this on the mock draft show that I did. Uh, I did on Thursday morning. C.J. Stroud, the number two pick in the draft from Ohio State to the Houston Texans. What'd you think of this? Were you at all surprised? Um, I didn't feel shock or surprise so i guess not i didn't have him going into into it as the number two i was saying top five he'll be a top five pick didn't know didn't think but feel good that they did it not excited i still have to turn a corner on the on the texans as a franchise and i think that's mm-hmm. um coming into play here but as far as go. the pieces and what he can do or is expected to do or what i think 
he's ready to do coming in. I'm I'm excited for it. It's a fresh start. It's no, nothing's going to block him. I think he's with a coach that has to be committed to him. Yeah, um, sure. and one that's honest about being committed to him. So good good situation. Just a lot of talk leading up to the draft. This Stroud could be a guy who, who saw himself uh, falling a little bit on draft day, potentially even being the number four quarterback selected, which, you know, in hindsight here now seems uh, that seems a little silly. But Stroud does go number two. I'll tell you what, I do think that he suffered in comparison to Bryce Young a little bit. And I think we saw this during the draft too. Oh God, what bombshell Herschel Walker news. <laughs> what happened? Uh, sorry. Anytime I see bombshell Herschel Walker news, uh, attempts to win in the next couple of months. No. And, and what experts say could be the most brazen and egregious campaign violation in memory and possible wire fraud. Herschel Walker solicited and received $535,200 from a donor to his private company. Hmm. Smart. Smart. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, as if his political career wasn't over already, but right. Right. regardless. Um, sorry, anytime you see bombshell Herschel Walker news, you need to investigate. Yeah, you got to tune in. That could literally be anything. Uh, I do think Stroud, he suffered in comparison to Young because, well, look, <laughs> CJ Stroud is a heck of a football player. He's not the world's most articulate human being. Mm-hmm. And when you put that next to to Bryce Young, who is extraordinarily well-spoken, comes off incredibly well in interviews, uh, does extraordinarily well in all of the the pre-draft cognitive testing and stuff like that, yep. it just, it does seem to push Stroud down a little bit. It does. Because you're, every, every aspect of these guys are getting compared. When you're talking about elite, quarterback classes you want to have every box checked and every sub box checked and every fine print read so yeah you're going to start to get into that and that was one of the things about cj Stroud for me is that he's not fun yeah (laughs) and sometimes it matters sometimes we'll see if it matters for him but sometimes it matters it matter for jay cutler man and i know i know it's not like they're not the same personality type but when you're not a fun guy you know, <laughs> no, like like Kawhi Leonard, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ka- Kawhi said himself, he's a very fun guy. He and 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 shows and shows <laughs> only in commercials. Like in, in real life, no, but they can curate some fun. And I think like hopefully CJ maybe maybe was playing the role leading up to being drafted. You know, who knows? I, I could, I'm could be completely off about this in in loosens up as a pro, uh, but. You can I could see I could see why it doesn't hold that much weight, basically, is what I'm saying. It could matter, but I can it's it's something that if you're comparing quarterbacks in a top top quarterback heavy draft, yeah, yeah, it might hurt you. Well, it's just crazy to me too. Like we talked about these Alabama quarterbacks over the last handful of years and how to properly evaluate them given what they had in their wide receiver room. This Ohio State wide receiver room is I, we, I don't even think we can say subjectively is purely objectively better yeah. than, than that Ohio, than that, our, that uh, Alabama room was like, and that's talking about an Alabama room that had Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and Devonte Smith and Jalen Waddle. Like these guys said, this is Garrett Wilson. This is Chris Olave. This is Jackson Smith and Jigba, the best of which to come next year, <laughs> Marvin Harrison jr. And right. another potential uh, first round wide receiver, in uh, a Mecca, uh, Mecca and, Bo- and 
Egbuko, Egbuka. I always get that wrong, but yeah. But that tends to happen when you're a fifth wide receiver. You know, it takes a second. It took a second to get Njigba right. 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 Like, and then, this, I mean, not to mention quality tight ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> so he's got a lot to work with. Uh, that's the thing that's going to be hard to dispel, man, is is if you're not talking about O-State quarterbacks and their ability to blah, 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 offenses, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you have to start to think about one thing that came and went uh, the USC quarterback and how they um, relied on a lot of talent around them. Well, it's it's funny you say that because the, the odd zone favorite at Bavada and many other places to go number one next year, USC quarterback Caleb Williams, a guy who is being talked about as potentially being the best quarterback prospect in recent memory at this point. What's that coming from? <laughs> What's that? he's very smooth he's very very smooth i mean I it's coming that. from winning the heisman already i think that has something to do I with it i feel like this mystique started and helped him win the heisman but like i get it what I, what i mean is like what makes him is it like trevor lawrence ish is that what we're yeah i'll tell you what i don't know i i'm a really big drake may fan and this mm-hmm. is maybe something that isn't going to hold up 12 months from now (laughs) but i'm a really big drake may fan at north carolina i wouldn't be Mm -hmm. at all surprised to see drake may be the number one pick in the draft when it's all said and done instead of caleb williams and also like i'm a big fan of loyalty and people who who exhibit loyalty drake may allegedly turned down like a five million dollar nil deal uh to that would have had him transfer away from north carolina in order to stay with the program that's dope that's dope and weird. Uh, I'm sure he's doing fine. But yeah, yeah, million, they had to, yeah, they met in the middle somewhere. Like, and and the whole NIL thing in college football free agency is insane too. But that's a it's pissing topic me off. Um, quickly off the Keon Coleman, the wide receiver from Michigan State, is now in the portal because he's an athletic freak, and of course he's gonna go be something somewhere else. It's just weird, but it's fine. It's well, what's his name? Thorn left too, right? Yeah, Thorne left good, but yeah, he left. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem broken up about it. Yeah, uh, we talked about it. He's fine. I feel like Michigan State had a more than more than their fair share of guys enter the portal. Yeah, I think there's a shaking up. There must be something internal happening. Uh, they were a, pro, a portal destination for uh, Tucker's first year, first couple years, and now. Maybe that flow or infl- I don't know. There has to be some type of of internal. I haven't talked to uh, Coach Harris about it. I try to not to do insider info like that. But let's I'm let's get him on the phone now. Uh, should I call him? No, I think you should right, right now. Text him. Tell no, him not that, text. Uh, we want no. There's no text. This is oh, the, can we? Oh. The shock thing is dial him. Send him the link. Send him the damn link. <laughs> be like, if you're not going to be completely honest, don't even bother showing up. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Number three pick, another Houston Texan pick, make a giant move, go from 12 to three, get the best defensive player in the draft. Will Anderson joins uh, D'Amico Ryans in that Houston team. How'd you feel about that? I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, it's what D'Amico Ryans should be doing, uh, replicating exactly what he can, uh, finding cornerstones at certain positions on the defense so that he can be what he was brought in to be. I think it was mm-hmm. great. I think it was a great move. Great for Will. I'm, I'm excited to see what type of football he plays um, and how fast he plays it. 
The number four pick is the first pick that I got wrong in my mock draft. I thought that, oh, I believed the hype. I believed the the who will, who will go first, all the, all the prop bets on Bavada and all that stuff, the Will Levis prop bets. I thought Will Levis was going to be the number four pick in the draft. If you listen to what uh, Indy has said, they say that they would have taken Levis if Richardson was off the board. But he wasn't, and the pick was, in fact, Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson to the Indianapolis Colts. Man, I don't care or mind if I'm wrong about Richardson. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a mistake. I think Richardson needed a perfect stew. Yeah, you know, and and Indianapolis is not it. Oh yeah, you mean not the place that is already suggesting he may be a game one starter? Come on, man! Like at least, at least go with what we all know, which is give him some time or surround him with enough talent to where his shortcomings aren't going to stunt his growth or his ability to feel successful, which is is big. So yeah, I think I saw that the the average number of games started by a college quarterback who would go on to win the Super Bowl over the last like decade and a half or so is 30 college games, 30 college starts. Mm-hmm. Richardson has uh, 13, I believe. <laughs> he loves football. And now there's this thing, and I don't know if it's a thing, but I heard it mentioned a couple times during the draft about the thing that Richardson needs is to play football, not watch football. And I'm like, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys don't, are you forgetting how hard it is to play it? <laughs> yeah like much less harder to watch it so i think we want to give him a chance yeah a lot of weird decisions what what coverage did you watch during the draft uh i did espn oh see i for personal reasons can't watch espn so i watched all of nfl network i was smart i don't even think i have the package for nfl Network. But... because i have friends who are you know now yeah part of the ESPN broadcast and my opinion of them and their football knowledge varies from person to person. Correct. I get it. I so, get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, I watched, uh, I, I'm a DJ guy too, you know, yeah. Jer- Daniel Jeremiah is my favorite of all of the, uh, the analysts. Yeah, I'm he, embarrassed he, to say that a couple of years ago, I wanted, I wanted him to be the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles when it looked like that position may be open. Glad it wasn't. Um, but yeah, so I, I, all NFL network, even if Rich Eisen does like great on my nerves after a certain period of time. Yeah. 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 Cause Richard, Rich Eisen is now playing the role of Rich Eisen sometimes. Very much. And, uh, so yeah, I get that DJ, man, what a, what a, uh, draft weekend he had. He is very good at this. He is very good at what he did. Yeah, I mean, he predicted that uh, that Houston that Houston trade is what I believe you're alluding to. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you 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 show love. I show love before him, but you heightened my awareness of how, the quality work he does. And now it's like you can't deny him. So I get it. I actually forgot to even check NFL Network, but whatevs. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of my default where I land at this point. Mm-hmm. But um. I don't know. It was a great week. Uh, number five pick, and this one directly impacted your Detroit Lions and maybe uh, maybe in a lot of different ways. The Seattle Seahawks, who a lot of people believed would take Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter at number five, 
took Illinois cornerback Devin Witherspoon at five. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> it was all part of the plan, I think. I think oh. this yeah. I don't think we cared as much. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I get I get that. I think you cared. I think you traded out of six because that guy wasn't on the board. <laughs> and by and by the way, Seattle uh after oh, like I think we're overrating Seattle a little bit. They're yes. the second best odds in the NFC West at Bavada plus two twenty five to win the division. I think we're overrating them a little bit. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. But I think you cared very much about Witherspoon, is what I was saying. It would have been cool. This is what I have to stick with. It would have been cool, would have been great slam dunk pick. Mm-hmm. I think we always knew to be ready for a couple of things. And so that's what we were ready for. All a part of plan, my friend. All right. Well, let's let's you hear that number five pick, and it is it is not Jalen Carter. It is is it's Witherspoon. What is your initial thought? Uh my first thought was okay, we take Carter. Lions on the board, Carter the pick. Yeah, that's what my, that was my first thought. Okay, cool. We settled with Carter. That's what I thought. But I actually didn't. It took me a minute to 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 settle into that. We could probably probably move back. I didn't think we would we do could so probably well. move move back and take the second running back. Yeah, I didn't. Now, now, if you add if you add who we take at that, I was <laughs> definitely not not on my bingo card. Definitely not. So you're starting to think, all right, we can. We can move around the board a little bit at this point, and that's exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. You uh, make a trade down with Arizona, and they jump up, take Paris Johnson. The The Raiders are on the board next, take Tyree Wilson. Number eight, the pick that broke my heart, but honestly probably the best thing for the Eagles. B. John Robinson, Texas running back, goes to the Atlanta Falcons. They are going to have one heck mm-hmm. of a fun offense if Desmond Ritter is even capable. What, 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 what would you think or what would make him – not capable. I'm not asking this with leading. I'm literally curious. I mean, I just I don't know what his, I don't know what his upside is at this point. I don't know how accurate a passer he's going to be at the NFL level. He wasn't the world singular most accurate passer at the college level. I like the things he does. I like the ability to extend plays and stuff like that. But you know, 63% uh, completion percentage in in the games he played in uh, in 2022, it was fine. Didn't throw an interception. Played it very safe. Like he, hmm. he he looks like he'll be like he should be fine. That's but, that's yeah. But I I always thought Ritter, I always thought Ritter's upside was high end backup. I um, where was I? I'm trying to think. Like I'm trying to think back. Not I'm taking away completely taking away what I saw this past season from him because the the org just wasn't even sure what they were doing quarterback wise. Yeah. Um, I think I might've bought into it in Cincy a little bit more than I should have. Uh, 60, he completed 64% of his passes. Yeah. But when you watch, like I think (laughs) when you watch in the American conference, in the American conference. Yeah. When you watch, like it really brings it back down to earth in a real, real way. Uh, but I thought that he had something special athletically, and he did. So I don't know. I think he's serviceable. I, I think I thought possible starter. I think it factor. And then now I'm like, I don't know. But I, I think he could make this work. He's a stopgap guy. He's definitely not. He's not long term by any stretch. But how how do you buy? How do you make that work when, like you said, you got a, two quarterbacks next year who, you know, could be the thing? What do you even do with? How do you how do you prepare with Ritter to be successful while also saying 
he's not those guys. Well, and they're, they've picked a very interesting way to build their organization too. They went, they went, we're going to grab skill position players and then we'll figure out the offensive line in the quarterback position. Um, Typically you want to solidify that offensive line when you have a young quarterback, but I mean, I guess the the opportunity to have Bijan and Drake London and Kyle Pitts together was was too much for them to pass up. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, you've named it, or I don't know if you'd said it on the show, or but you definitely told me a lot of times how you felt about Bijan. So you mm-hmm. can't. And I'm anxious and eager to see what they figure out with him. I mean, they're giving him seven. So it's just it, hmm. Pichon to Philadelphia made so much sense. Because it, it was it was Kismet too. He could be Bijan Robinson. That's it's our word. John is our word. Bijan <laughs> Robinson. It's, it's perfect. But you know, this guy at nine's pretty good too. The Eagles move up from ten to nine, one slot with the Chicago Bears. The the first time that that I'd seen that one one spot trade up in a while, and I think it happened like three or four more times during the draft. How we, how we are the, uh, the revolutionary there with that. <laughs> they move up one spot and take arguably the best talent in the draft, Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. Man, and it was like I rem- the, the conversations around, like, what do you do with this defense? You're not going to be able to pay everybody. Windows mm. going to – and they like, man. <laughs> They're like, man. About, about that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like – Oh, you got your quarterback. You got your guys. You and these these are guys that one. First of all, you're the Philadelphia Bulldogs, and that's cool. Yeah. Did they have they brought in other Georgia players? I hadn't heard that. Uh, if if you look close enough, <laughs> if you if you take the time. So I'm like, and these are guys that are going to play well. I mean, even uh, Davis last year with the anticipated underachieving, like expected underachieving he did not <laughs> you know what i mean like that you got ballers so i'm i know you guys are happy I, I, philadelphia feels like it's we're cool like <laughs> philadelphia and detroit we feel like we're we dap each other up like if we have to play each other eventually friendly friend, you know what i mean but it seems like well, we it, help each other out so i guess yeah no it, it feels philadelphia and detroit to me feels like how i felt when there was the possibility of playing buffalo in the super bowl it's like two fan bases that just kind of like understand each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't think, you know, besides our innate hatred for one another, I don't think it, you know, bothers us at all to to show love to each other's team. Well, the you and I's innate hatred of each other. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The uh the Eagles, the uh, favorite even money at Bavada to win the NFC East. Oh, yeah, man. I the draft could not have gone a heck of a lot better than it did for Philadelphia. Um, we're not going to talk about the whole first round here, but obviously we're going to talk about your Lions picks. Uh, the Eagles get, like I said, maybe the most talented player in the draft, albeit one with giant question marks at number nine, mm-hmm. and then they take the guy at number at number thirty, who I thought was the most realistic player they would draft at number ten in Nolan Smith. So uh, yeah, I feel like that went well. Uh, I think so. I think, I think. I, I saw a crazy stat, Mario. Uh, one of my one of my buddies sent me this, uh, this this tweet. Are you? 
over the past like year and a half, the the RAS scores, the real athletics or uh, relative athletic scores, hmm. have become a big thing. And uh, he sent me this tweet. Says, fun fact: if Nolan Smith was a wide receiver, he'd be the most athletic wide receiver in the last thirty six years. And that's the full history of RAS data. That factoring in height, weight, yeah, yeah, speed, yeah. and all of those things. Yeah, so so that's cool. I mean, we knew this, right? Not like yeah, this, still, not like, that. He, like, yeah, like that is that's a different level of yeah. what we thought we knew. Yeah, but like, yeah, he's like, I'd be like, yeah, he's one of he's pretty athletic linebacker. Like, no, 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 he'd be the most athletic wide receiver <laughs> in the last thirty six years. Dog, I hate it because it's gonna come to fruition on the field, which again we saw. Like it, the thing that we're seeing with with the tape on guys like this um, and guys you guys keep bringing in is that it's not something you can. It's it's at what volume will mm-hmm. they produce, and not whether they'll produce. At what volume yeah. will they produce? And if we're counting on organization to help finish the development of these guys, push forward the development of these guys, in a good place, in a good place, man. Not mad about it, and and then just. Because it's funny, the Eagles went, traded up in, in the fourth round and took the guy who basically every mock draft had us taking it at number 10 for the first three quarters of the season in, as you would imagine, Georgia cornerback Keely Ringo. Exactly. And you know what? You feel good about it at that spot, right? Because Oh, yeah. Because even if he's not a corner, like you're fine with him as a safety at that point. Almost, almost giddy to figure out how to scheme that level of speed at safety if that's what you're going to do yeah no they'll give they'll give him a shot to see if he can stick outside but if it very very small gamble at that position by taking a guy who is that uniquely talented yeah so let's get to the lions mario you you make your first pick at 12 alabama running back (laughs) jameer gibbs how'd you feel about this one felt like the like everyone else in the fan base um Noodle scratcher, especially because it's the first move after all the perfect moves, mm-hmm. and you're like, and, what? and you signed Montgomery, yeah, yeah, and, and and then you 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 think that you're good there. I just didn't, yeah, I, and I wasn't sh- like Gibbs was a name that I'm like, I know your name, like I'm not even gonna hold you, like I know the name, I I've ha- did not take any extra time to know how how good. You are outside of like knowing why I know your name, which is splash plays or whatever, but I don't know in what mm. way. So it was like having to figure it out. Um, so it wasn't, it didn't feel great. I'm not going to lie to you. It didn't feel great. My assumption was going to be that that pick was going to be Christian Gonzalez. Really? Yeah. I thought, I thought given the tie to Witherspoon early mm-hmm. and then the fact that, that Gonzalez and Witherspoon were so, so close in draft terms, at least, perceived heading into the night right. yeah i thought the pick was going to be gonzalez um i did not think it was going to be gibbs i will t- i will tell you that for sure but i will also tell you that that your lion's the favorite to win the nfc north at bavada plus 125 so they're doing yeah. something right yeah i'm shaking off that whole uh that whole if people believe in us we won't do well thing that's for losers mm-hmm. and we are not run or led by losers anymore. That's one thing I can say, and it's not even me being funny. Like, 
from our GMs moves to what the way our coaches are moving to where our assistants are moving, decisions like getting we wouldn't we would have let Swift die a slow death and take the losses, you know. But no, you get them out early, you get them out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not a fit anymore. It's not even about his ability. So like when it's like that, when you're not scared to be who you want to be, that changes my perception of how you respond to the pressure. So I think we're fine there. Also, when you just look at the division, it makes sense. <laughs> like you got Minnesota kind of. Yeah, not not buying the Jordan Love Green Bay Packers. It's really weird that they gave him money, man. <laughs> give give him a lot of money. Yeah, I don't get it. They they believe, if nothing else. So I guess that is uh something. Wait, wait, before we move on. Yeah. Is this how we felt about the Aaron Rodgers thing? Like In I'm trying to think are. back. I'm trying to think back. Were we like, oh my gosh, this is too soon for Rodgers or something? Well, no, because Rodgers sat for a while, and also Rodgers was a guy. The the Rodgers situation and the Love situation pre-draft were very different because with mm. Rodgers, we're talking about a guy who a lot of people thought could be the like could be the number one pick in the yeah, draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like was probably going to be a top five, top seven pick when it was all said and done. And that was his floor. With Love, we had a guy who was really skyrocketing during the postseason process mm. and who a lot of people thought maybe the Packers overpicked a little bit. Yeah. So in different situations completely, I don't, I don't think at least that I don't, I don't remember this being the way I felt about it. I, I thought, okay, well, yeah, they're going to go finally going to go to Rogers from far, far has been declining, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Rogers not declining. He is personality wise. He is. Oh, well, personality wise, he's, <laughs> yes, he's in rapid decline, <laughs> but, and also looks exactly like Zava from people who watch for people who watch Ted Lasso. Enjoy that. <laughs> but, um, kind of behaves like him too. No, I, but I don't think it's the same with that said, look, Jordan love played well when given the opportunity last year, we will, uh, we'll see what they did. I do think, it would have been hilarious for the Packers to take a wide receiver with that 13th pick after never giving Aaron Rodgers a first round wide receiver. If they would have gone with uh, Smith and Jigba there, mm-hmm. I thought that would have been a, a, pr- and a, a fun and appropriate F you to Aaron Rodgers for yep. Yep. everything, for how he's behaved. But uh, they didn't, they, they went defensive end from Iowa, Lucas Van Ness and, uh, they grabbed their their tight end in the second round, so added some weapons at least. But yeah, I don't know. Like I, you you look like you're in good shape for that division. I do think we're underrating Minnesota a little bit. Uh, they're they're tied with Chicago for that number two spot, uh, most likely to win the division at Pavada plus three twenty five. That doesn't feel right to me. That feels a little disrespectful to Minnesota. Why? I mean, they they win games at least. Like we're. They they can okay, win the fine. they can win the NFC North. I like that that wouldn't shock fine. me. Are they going to win the NFC? No, but no, no, you're right. Okay, I'm still like yo, like can they pull off what they pulled off last year? Which is they took care of the gimme games. Like teams gave them games back. Yeah, that's back football, or just in general. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm like I have to backtrack off this because the win is a win. Yeah, okay. it's just goddamn. Like, <laughs> look, I I would. I think you're in a much better position than they are. Would I be shocked if the Vikings won the division this year? No, I wouldn't be shocked. 
I think the Lions are certainly set up for the future way better. But who the hell knows, man? You apparently Dan Campbell thinks it's 1985 because you took a running back and then you went with an in the box linebacker at number 18 in Jack Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. I think we're good. First of all, I, I I'm already I've already gone over the scenarios. Solid, solid. We're good. Now, my thing is that we are going to be the most predictable good team. And I don't know what that if that carries us into mm-hmm. um, winning the division. Um, you think you think Jameson Williams put any money down on Pavada here? Uh, if, if he learned anything, he did it once he made it to his house. Bro, like, does he want to play for us? Like, I, it's not. It's not clear. Sorry, I wasn't trying to sidetrack things. <laughs> it's not clear. <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't, though, and it's frustrating because we're counting on him as one of the players, right? Like, we say that when people do this whole Lions thing, you count him as a playmaker, yeah. and it's like, well, after week set, after week six or seven, if we have a bye. Um, my thing is like, we don't know the ascension. We can, we can, we can guess reasonably, but. Who knows what? Jeez, um, I forgot the kid's name. That fast, the quarterback over in, in uh, Chicago, Jared Goff. Oh, in Chicago, Justin Fields. Yeah, like it's one of those things where he has the skill t- skill set to taking a weird ascension of like the game mm-hmm. is slower. My team's not better, but the game is slower. So he's like, got DJ Moore now. People keep saying that, and he has <laughs> I like to get DJ the ball. Moore, to, me too, I, but he I has like to get DJ the ball Moore. to DJ Moore in the way That's that DJ fair. Moore likes to get the ball. Um, That's fair. Which is yeah. early and often. Which is like give him the rock and throw it over the top. He also is actually, I don't like what happened to him, and, and we're derailing a little bit, but I don't like what happened to him with the Panthers and like the whole like route running scrutiny. That was very weird because he's not a bad route runner. I, I don't like, I didn't like how that turned out, but um, he's not the best route runner. And and um, he's not a soft spot guy. He's a, he's a throw it to the spot. Um, I'm open when it doesn't look like I'm open guy or I'm, I'm pulling the top off. So yeah, he, for, for as small as he is, he does excel as a jump ball guy. He does. He's a point of contact receiver and it's cool. It's fine. You don't have to, <laughs> I don't, uh, I get what, like you said, he's, he's not the, the body that would tell you that, but that's what he is good at. You would think um, that would be Claypool, but exactly. uh, no. but DJ yeah, it's Moore actually probably, opposite. They have better. a guy, <laughs> they have a big guy who's so finesse, so finesse. They got yeah. him out of Pittsburgh. He's so finesse. Um, so I don't know, but there's that ascension there. I just think that if you put us next to Minnesota and what Minnesota was last year, mm-hmm. that we we win two games. I think without any growth, <laughs> we win two games. Well, Lions fourth best odds at Bavada plus nine hundred to win the uh, the whole NFC. So wait, what? <laughs> how about that? That makes me nervous. Okay, I know I just had a whole how, spiel about how it. How about that? <laughs> Eagle Eagles plus three, 49ers. Okay, let's talk about this for a second because this stuff drives me insane. Eagles and the 49ers are tied at plus seven fifty to win the Super Bowl. Eagles better odds to win the NFC. Why? Why is it 300 to 350? Why are they not the same odds? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cowboys plus 650. Lions plus 900. By the way, I just want to say this out loud because like, it's, 
it's so weird at this point. Like, Micah Parsons wants to be an Eagle so badly. It's crazy. <laughs> I like, get it, it, though, right? It's honestly crazy. Like he was he was going nuts during the the Bleacher Report or whatever, um, the pre draft thing with Jalen Carter. He's constantly mm-hmm. talking about how great the Eagles are, and any time it comes up, like, okay, just it's cool. Just bide your time and come on over. When is he done? When is he up? Well, I mean, last year was his, was last year's rookie year, so it's got him. Oh my gosh, it feels like he's been playing forever. Jeez. Yeah, I think, he's, I think Mike has got a minute. Wait, no, that wasn't his second year this past year. Might have been his second year, but still, I'm looking for. I'm so looking what? For he, he's got two years at least. Uh, it's gonna be three because that fifth year option. Although yeah. this this was yeah, 21 was the first year. So, um. That fifth year option would be 2025 this year and two more. This is, I think we set the record for the least fifth year options ever picked up this year. That was crazy. 12 or 13 of the 32 fifth year options. That's, that's, that, that is an insane number. Yeah. That's somebody, that's, that's somebody knowing what they're doing though. That's an org knowing what they're doing. Yeah. But it's, but it's also, uh, it's also more than half of the NFL not knowing what they're doing in terms of drafting. That's true. <laughs> With that said, I think a lot of Cowboys would rather be Eagles. We got look. We're saving save save the spot for you, Micah. You can. <laughs> you, I mean, you're not. We're not going to guarantee we have started exactly because the NFL is so weird. He might not even be good in three years. Um, but let's talk Jack Campbell because Jack Campbell is an interesting guy. Jack Campbell is a linebacker that I really liked, and mm-hmm. I really liked him in the third round. The thing that thing about Campbell to me, and maybe this is a system deficiency more than Campbell's own deficiency, mm-hmm. but he never makes plays behind the line of scrimmage. Jack Campbell makes a living making tackles at the second level. That's a good, I can't even. I'm not going to lie to you, and I don't want to get be be on here, you know. Blowing gas, blowing smoke. This is a good. This is this is good analysis. I can't say why. I can't defend it outside of pure lions bias. I can't defend why. I haven't looked. Um, I haven't dove into to Iowa scheme like that. But geez, what a relax, man. On my pick, actually. <laughs> the Lions draft is funny. So they take Laporta in the second round, the third pick, the Pissed tight end from Iowa, as it should have, because Michael Mayer exists. Then at 14, they take um, Brian Branch from Alabama. And then and in, in the second round, then the fifth pick in the third round, they take Hendon Hooker. If you just kind of like jumble up the order that these guys were selected, you can put together a reasonably logical order where like Brian Branch is the first pick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you take Gibbs at 18 or something like that. And Hendon Hooker is the third pick. And then you take Campbell and Laporta. And you're like, oh, that. That's pretty good draft. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. you got all of those players, just not in the right order. And I guess it doesn't matter once it's all said and done, but it kind of does. Well, yeah, I mean, it does because you don't get that. You only get four years for Hendon Hooker rather than five. Yep, 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 yep. What was your take on that that particular move? Do you think Hooker is the heir apparent, or is uh, there a reason he fell to the third round? I think teams aren't into waiting for quarterbacks anymore. (laughs) So that's one thing. I think that he's heir apparent-ish for us in this scenario. 
we are sincerely giving Jared Goff a chance, and I, I've let he that go. It. Yeah, it, it, that's why I let it go. Like he play. What I've taken a step back from all of the feelings from uh, week one to the, and mm. you know he <laughs> when you almost beat the Super Bowl runner up week one. Exactly. Like we there was it was okay. He he did very well. Like he didn't just do do okay to where you don't get rid of a guy who's doing okay for a guy that maybe won't do better. No, he did very well. So. Yeah, let him play himself out of it. You've got a guy who, if anything, Jared Goff knows the system. Uh, it's yeah. not. I don't think he's a system QB, meaning I don't think um, you craft a system for Jared Goff. I think he's a guy that if he, once he has time, he can know the system and be supported by the system that he knows. Um, I think Hendon Hooker is a guy that can be taught that way of thinking. Um, and then you just got your 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 big arm guy, which you, is not Jared Goff. So you get to try out two things. One is golf is golf your guy. I still don't think he is. I think he's a good quarterback. I think you have to do too much all the time. And once Ben Johnson is gone, I have no clue what golf will look like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and then you know you've got a guy who could be um, above average, uh, a playmaking quarterback, which also golf is not. So worth the shot and i liked it i liked the hinton pick then you found yourself in a unique position where you're like man we have gibbs we have montgomery what are we gonna do with this 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 swift fellow and then you're like shit you went to georgia you trade him to philadelphia <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know what though real talk i wouldn't be surprised no bullshit is if um they talked to swift about where he wanted to go I would imagine that there were there was probably some conversation there. I don't I don't think it was the be all end all by any stretch. No, of no, 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 no. But I think I think their relationship was good enough. Yeah, and the, suddenly Philadelphia's running back room is at least interesting. Where you have you have a guy like DeAndre Swift, where there's potential there, and frustrating in Detroit, but so were a lot of things. Mm -hmm. uh, guys need second opportunities. They need to fresh starts. I don't know mm -hmm. if. DeAndre is the guy that I want playing in front of his hometown, but you know, not a, not a big financial risk. Mm -hmm. And he did catch 48 passes last year, if nothing else. So he adds that element to the Philadelphia offense. Mm -hmm. They also have, they bring in Rashad Penny as a free agent, a guy who over the last two years averaged 6.1 yards per carry is just like historically good when he's when he plays he just doesn't ever play because he's, he's two hurt guys. all the time yeah two maybe they yeah. balance each so, other out so that's the thing you just need one of swift or penny to be healthy for any given game and like you're running your running attack should be all right and yeah i, I think the two of them only combined to make like 2.8 million dollars next year that's crazy you won that's a that's a winning bet that's a winning bet you make i don't care that's a winning well and bet. you're also talking about like swift is still 24 Penny's own Penny's twenty seven, but yeah, like I'll I'll take take the chance on that. That doesn't. I forgot that doesn't Swift fun. was so young. He was a twenty year old rookie. I forgot about that. Yeah. Now, also, both of them are in the last year of their contract, so you run into the situation where, and if one of them is good, you have to either pay them or let them go. I think but, you, let, you let you. I think you can count. I think one of them is going to be very successful. I, I would think Swift is going to be. He's going to he's going to benefit a lot from everything that Philadelphia is. See, if I had a guess on one of them, if you if you're saying I want you to pick, like you have to you have to put a hundred dollars down on one of these guys cracking a thousand yards next year. I think it's Penny. 
is 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 rushing yards the measure of success? Uh, well, in this particular instance, I'd be talking about rushing yards, yes, but okay. but I do think that that Swift is going to add a lot out of the backfield as well. And I think I think Swift. Look, if I had a guess, they're both going to have somewhere between eight hundred and six hundred and fifty and eight hundred and fifty yards rushing, combined but or each, each. Mm-hmm. But but Swift is going to have a bunch of catches. So it's going to have a bunch of catches. I think Swift is going to have splash plays. He's going to have free agency plays is what I'll call them now. He's going to be your guy that has the the plays that make people believe that he's ready for another payday. I think Jalen Hurts in this offense is the perfect thing for this guy, to be honest. I think he's the perfect thing for a lot of guys. That's true. That's true. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. How Scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for the Lions going into next year? Oh, man, 8.5. 8.5 for sure. Only because oh, the reason why it's not a 9 is – I have to see, like <laughs> we have to see we have to see some of these guys that we're banking on haven't actually done that thing just yet. Yeah, I think I think I'm probably like a nine point two five or a nine point five for the Eagles because, Ooh. like you said, there was all these questions about you know Jalen Hurts is going to be uh, he's going to need to get his contract done and all these they have all these free agents and at the end of the day like. I'm not going to say the defense is better because it's not. You have a lot of guys who are unproven. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you're going to, you're paying Jalen Carter $21 million over the next four years and not $90 million over three that Javon Hargrave is getting paid. And Hargrave also right around 30 at this point. You bring in Nolan Smith. You bring back both of the cornerbacks. You, you know, I really liked Sidney Brown in the third round. I think he's mm-hmm. a guy who's going to immediately help this team. Mm-hmm. I don't. The safety position is probably not going to be as as splashy as it was before, but it's probably going to be more solid than it was mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. The linebacker core is going to take a step down. There's no way no way around that. I think I wouldn't be shocked if we saw one of those one of those guys who didn't get their fifth year option picked up uh, traded to Philadelphia, be it a Patrick Queen and Isaiah Simmons or somebody like that for the Eagles mm-hmm. to take a swing on. Because right now, you know, it is it's N'Kobe Dean and question mark question mark it's always weird to like are hassan reddick and nolan smith linebackers not right. really right they fall into that edge category mm-hmm. so you're counting on nicobe dean and i mean i like him yeah, i mean that's a lot that's a lot for somebody who was already felt like you got to protect him for longevity so yeah i get you get so you. i mean look but you get the hurts thing done you bring in two running backs who you can be excited about you uh you <laughs> You uh, bring in that that linebacker, that 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 receiver from the Falcons, whose name I will never get right in my life. <laughs> uh, who's a who? I think he was at prep with uh, with DeAndre Swift, so that's funny. Yeah, couple of hometown kids. They had as good an off season as you could possibly have. And uh, how many how many games how many games of uh, Super Bowl latency and then merging some of these new um, newly founded newly drafted players how many games are you getting given as a buffer before you guys hit a stride so the good news there is they they lost a lot of guys i think that that super bowl hangover thing it's more applicable when you have the same roster coming back heard that but they lost a lot of guys and they replaced them with very competent players um 
look, I, I'd like to see how the schedule is going to break down before I make any predictions there. I believe that's May 11th, so we can talk about that in the future. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think there's going to be a giant step back. If as long as, and the, the great X factor with Philadelphia, and it will be for the you know the foreseeable future, does Jalen Hurts take another step? Because if he does, he's going to win an MVP. He is going to win. I mean, what about this guy? And I'm not asking you, it's rhetorical. Yeah. Makes one think that he will take a step back. It's like not even. Oh, no. You assume he's going to take a step forward. Yeah. Yeah, he does the right things, man. Like, someone brought up the um, the post-game interview, which I think was very weird for him to be post-game interview, but I guess you got to do it, when uh, he was benched for Tua. The Oklahoma game. Well, yeah. the thing is, you you can go to him. It's not, like, with another kid, you'd be like, it's unfair you put a college kid in that position. Yeah. But with Hurts, you can do that. Exactly. Like, that's the guy that you have to know is doing all the things right now, this second, to be better than he was last year. Yeah. To not lose that Super Bowl. Absolutely. And the room just loves him. Mm-hmm. And there's there's definitely something to be said about a quarterback who's universally respected by the entire team. Man, he's loved by <laughs> – He's. I think there was like a, a little bit of that residue hate, but not legit hate. He's one of the guys that – even if you love your quarterback and your quarterback's better than him, like for real, that you're not mad if like you swap out. Like he's, I think he's one of the few guys that if you swap him for any other quarterback, you're not furious. So obviously some will be happy, but like, I think everybody likes Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And it's just, he also didn't sign a 10 year contract. He signed a contract where like he can't really rest on his laurels. He needs yeah. to keep getting better because he's going to be a free agent again when he's 29 or something like Man. that. <laughs> That's great. Dude is going to make a half a billion dollars playing football easy. Like, and it, yeah. it's, it's probably going to be closer to like 650 or 700. Yeah. Good for him, man. The exact person you want to make that money. Absolutely. All right. Well, same goes for Jared Goff. <laughs> I'm not mad at him as a person. I'm I think not he's either. a very sweet guy. He's uh, very nice to the Detroit kiddos. No, Jared Goff. Jared Goff fit into Detroit way better than I thought he was going to. I I think we had it. Okay, I'll speak for myself. I had it wrong about Jared Goff. And I'll Me too. I'll, I will jump into that and I will side with you. Like I, I thought that was possibly the worst culture fit you could get. Like yeah, southern, I thought he was a fast California life guy, kid. quiet guy, but fast life guy. Yeah, no, I think he's just I think he's just a, kind of a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I'll take like, it. Like kind of kind of unassuming. Like he's not, you know, he, he's not the rah rah leader, but not everybody has to be. You know what I think also is that I really think he's sincere about not letting all the shit get to him. Mm-hmm. And maybe that played bad in St. Louis. I can actually de- or Los Angeles mm-hmm. definitely seeing it play bad there with your coach who probably hates if you aren't down on yourself or overly excited, probably hates it. So one thing that he brought to Detroit was like, I'm actually not that down. Like we'll get better. I'm and and people believed him. I think that's one thing that his personality did well for us. Well, it is funny too, that that McVay and Goff relationship is one that we assumed that was, it was McVay propping up Goff. But in a lot of ways, I think that's also a, as you're kind of alluding to, like they're kind of a terrible personality fit together. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're never they're never going to be what the other person wants from that position. Exactly. Exactly. Relax, coach. I got it, coach, versus come the fuck on. Yeah, like, yeah, yep. 
Yep. Well, plenty of uh, plenty of off season left. Plenty of time for us to speculate and postulate and figure out what's going to happen. Uh, we will be back soon. I've been Chris Warwardell. He's been Mario Hines. This has been the Underdog NFL Show. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here real, real soon.